Hey Emmaus, welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast. We are at episode 49, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. We're back in the studio today. No Owen. Bummer. But Kennedy, she's here by my side to carry the load in Owen's absence. Isn't that right, Kennedy? Yep. That's some big shoes to fill, so don't get your hopes up, guys. But <laughs> uh, I would say just turn it off and wait for the next one. But we, <laughs> we do have some good guests to, today, so uh, we're looking forward to that. But uh, uh, back in January, we really were only able to squeeze in one podcast, but uh, we heard from so many of you asking for more podcasts. Kennedy, I think it was well over like two or three people, don't you think? Yeah, Something that may be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we honestly have no idea how many of you listen to us, but we are Super thankful for you, uh, and we ha- we have some fun with it as well. Kennedy, I don't know if you heard from anyone, but I did get some feedback and really some appreciation about our last podcast. Did you have any feedback? Yeah, yeah, I did. Some people enjoyed just that topic of self-forgetfulness, that gospel freedom, um, good things to be reminded of. Yeah, very good. So it was, it was a lot of fun, and I think moving forward, uh, Kennedy, what do we say? Aiming for around maybe... Two, po- two, a month. two podcasts a month, and so don't hold us to it. We'll, we'll see <laughs> how that transpires. But uh, anyway, if you do have an idea for podcast content, man, let us know. We'd love to throw it on a list of other ideas. So, uh, But let's move on to the real reason why we are listening to the podcast today. We are super excited about our two guests in the room, in the podcast room today, Bob and Gayla Bynum. Welcome, guys. Good to have you. Say hello to the the podcast world. Hello. We're glad to be here. Awesome. Good deal. Great. Well, before we uh, jump into our chat, do you all know what today is? Valentine's Day. That's right. It is Valentine's Day. So, Bob and Gayla, before we jump into some, some fun stuff, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day, or is it just another day in your blissful marriage where every day feels like Valentine's Day? Well, oh, Bob, Bob gave the, <laughs> the hand of Gayla, what you talk about? The answer is yes, we uh, celebrate Valentine's Day and as many other days that we can make special. Oh, that's great. Good stuff. I, uh, I, I'd like to say me and Christine put a little emphasis on that, but, you know, it, it, it sometimes happens. Well, sometimes our <laughs> celebration consists of a card there and you go. hopefully going out to eat. Not normally on Valentine's sure. Day because Bobby doesn't like the crowds. Yeah, that's so, a good that's uh, a good move. So that's yeah. our plan. That's a that's, good. that's a good call. Yeah, and not only is it Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. Another special date today no. is also Jeff Hemphill's birthday. Whoa! So if you guys want to send him birthday. a singing Valentine, oh, those do. things are his favorite. He loves it when people sing Happy Birthday to him. Oh, when yeah. people, you know. Tell him happy birthday in front of large crowds. That's his favorite thing ever. And Owen's birthday is coming up too, like that it next is. Tuesday, February twentieth. Yes, lots of, lots of and birthdays. Owen loves those things too. He does. So yes, y'all should do that to him too. Flood, bo- flood both of them. They would. Uh, they would. They would love to do that. That'd be great. Uh, let's see here. So Valentine's Day. Oh, this Sunday night. Oh yeah. What about that? What's going on this Sunday night, Kennedy? So not only is it Valentine's Day, but this Sunday night is also marriage night. Oh, so that's right. we're we're celebrating all the love in the air that's this exactly week. That's exactly right. That's exact. Bob Gaylor, are y'all coming to marriage night? We are. Very cool. We have most of the ones. Yeah, I think I I recall mm-hmm. you guys being there. Um, so, how long have y'all been married? 
53 years. It'll be 54 in June. Wow, that's that's remarkable. Wow. I, that's great. I'm really curious. So you're coming to the marriage conference. Some people would ask why you've been married for 53 years. Do you honestly find these kinds of, uh, I guess you call enrichment opportunities um, like the marriage conference? Do you all find that helpful? Are you still learning after 53 years of marriage? I yes. think, yes, the answer is yes, after 53 years, you try to glean as much as you can from other people's marriages, and we've had a lot of mentors over the years that have shown yeah. us what marriage looks like, Yeah. so every opportunity you have to go to something like this is a good opportunity. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, I, I know I'm looking forward to it. Jeff and his team are working hard, so uh, we hope that you're, you're joining uh, the marriage conference this Sunday night. So we, we definitely want to hear about all the things that you guys have learned in the 53 years of being married, and, and we'll, we'll get into that. So we're, man, we're just five minutes into this podcast. So we've got some time. Uh, but uh, let's kind of start at the beginning with both of you, because I think there may be some folks that, you know, we're getting new people here at Emmaus that are still learning who folks are. And so there's going to be you know, some, some listeners out there that don't know who the Bynums are. So let's kind of just start at the beginning for you guys. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up uh, and maybe kind of transition into your story of faith, how you came to know the Lord and, and his work in your life. So I don't know who wants to go first. You want to flip a coin or? I'll go first. Um, I grew up in Duncan. Uh, it's just, it's south. It's very close to central where Oh, yeah. Owen, That's right. I grew up, but when we grew up, it was Marlowe Central. It wasn't okay. just Central. Um, I moved to Duncan when I was nine, went to a Plato Road Baptist Church, uh, asked Jesus into my heart uh, when I was nine, and um, I don't think I've, I've, I've ever questioned the fact of my salvation. There's a lot about it I didn't know and understand. Mm, sure. Um, and I didn't know how much I didn't know at that time. You know, you just yeah. grow up thinking you you know yeah. everything, and um, so it's been a it's been a process. Um, That's great. So Duncan, so Jeff Impo, we spoke mm -hmm. about him. He uh, had to actually grew up in yes. in Duncan as well. So mm -hmm. lots of Duncan connections, Duncan America. Right. Good deal. Bob, what up, about you? I grew up in Marlow. Oh. which is just east of the big town of Marlowe Central, <laughs> home, home of Owen Nace. There you go. Uh, my mother taught school there for probably 40 years. I grew up, population 5,000, played all sports, because back at Marlowe, if you could walk, you'd play sports. <laughs> so after that, uh, went southeastern. Gayla went to Cameron, and we got to know each other right out of high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when did you come to know the Lord When in your... First Baptist Church, Marlowe. I was okay. 12 years old. A uh, pastor by the name of Tal Bonham was uh, doing a crusade, and I just felt like God was calling me yeah. to surrender. That's awesome. And it's been a great surrender. So, so both of you guys have... I may be filling in the gaps here a little bit. Both of you guys have been blessed by being at church from a really young age mm -hmm. and being exposed to the gospel through either your parents or folks in the church. And so uh, how uh, you might maybe speak to some of our young families who are 
in the throes of busyness and life and just how important it is to stay connected to the church and to know that the legacy that they're starting now, you know, will hopefully continue by God's grace with their kids. You know, they're sitting in a podcast room 50 some odd years from now reflecting on their life and all that God has done. Talk about the importance of church in your life and how that's been an important thing for y'all. Well, I think uh, it had to be a choice mm-hmm. um, because our our backgrounds and all were so different. Uh, but really, the only reason that we're sitting here today is because we believed what we believed. Yeah. And we knew uh, when everything else was a mess that mm-hmm. um, that it wasn't the way it was supposed to be. And, right. and we knew how life was supposed to look for us. Uh, it wasn't going to look the same for us as it did our families, mm-hmm. and we had to make those choices. Yeah. And uh, it's been hard. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's been a struggle sometimes. It's taken Bobby coming in and about every five years and sitting down on the sofa saying, what's it going to take to make this work? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, we we knew uh, yeah. that that's, and we know today that that's the reason we're here. That's great. It's grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Much grace. Absolutely. Well, I know speaking personally, just uh, my time here at Emmaus, you guys have been such a good gift to me and my family. And uh, I'm thankful my kids know who the Bynums are and uh, uh, just been so encouraged by y'all. So Bob or Bobby, as I like to hear (laughs) Gailey call him from time to time. I love that. Um, So Bob kind of talked a little bit about y'all met, you said after high school? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So yep. did you you did not know each other growing up, did not know each other in high school? Not at all. Not at all. Nope. We Mom, did. Go ahead. We knew of each other. Okay. Uh, my sister played basketball at Marlowe. When we were growing up, Duncan was a city school and Marlowe was country. And they still had girls, they had girls basketball in high school and Duncan didn't. So my oldest sister wanted to play basketball and so she went from Plato to, to Marlowe. Okay. And... Through that, we met his brother. Uh, one of my sisters dated his his brother. Okay. And uh, but we never met. Uh, we knew of each other. Okay. Uh, and then after high school, uh, he called the house one day to ask my one of my sisters out for another guy, and I answered the <laughs> phone. And that's how I mean that's how all of that came about. So and he didn't want to tell about that. So Bob <laughs> was doing the work for one of his friends uh-huh. to connect. One of his friends to your sister. sister. Y'all talked on the phone, and Mm -hmm. then it just took off from there, I guess. Well, actually, she turned me down. (laughs) He ended up asking me out. That's okay. We uh, we took a second shot, and it was well worth it. Yeah, Yeah, it was an interesting summer. But I was getting ready to go to Falls Creek. Okay. And and he was working at a filling station, so I left like the next week, and he came down to Falls Creek that week. And came back, and then he and he went on to Southeastern, and I went to to Lot and Cameron, like we'd planned, and we basically started dating long distance. Okay. And, um, of course, that was before cell phones and telephones. Sure. So we were writing letters. Oh, and, how about that? And I didn't have a car, so he'd come and and uh, pick me up and take me out, and so it's kind of interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you endured in pursuing Gayla. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and endurance is the word. That is the you'd word. Have to, you'd have to know all of this, 
all of the roadblocks my dad threw Oh, up. interesting. <laughs> okay. Very, okay. So it was the, a difficult. It was difficult. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll not pry, but the, yeah. the hesitation was just some other external factors then, huh? Yeah. So, uh, well. And he was very, uh, very patient, very Way kind. Way to go, Bob. Mm-hmm. Good example to the yeah. other young men who are listening to. <laughs> That's right. Stay yeah. in the game, right? Good deal. Very cool. Um, so, y'all in college are dating, coming home on the weekends to see her, those kinds of things, I'm guessing. And so, what, mm-hmm. what was dating life <laughs> like for y'all what y'all do for fun do you remember any of those things sorry I don't mean to insult you like you yes. couldn't remember those things but, uh. <laughs> well back then it consisted of going to a movie yeah going to Sonic taking her home and dropping her off at the front door there you go and that's good that's nice kind simple. of the extent of our weekends Sunday nice. we'd go to church Sunday night I'd take her to Lawton and then I would turn around and drive to Durant Oklahoma okay Good deal. His mom would send a half a chocolate sheet cake and two, <laughs> two fried bologna sandwiches every when he'd leave. And uh, we'd go to the park over at uh, Lawton, and, and we'd share that before he went back home. Oh, very cool. Or back I love to, that. Very cool. Uh, so did you, did you, I'm sorry, I cut That's you off okay. there. Did you ever go watch any of his, his ball games in no, college? or he actually, uh, he, he invited me to come. He was one of the escorts for the homecoming. He invited me to come, and he'd made arrangements for me to stay in the dorm, and my dad would let me go. Oh, okay. So I didn't. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but that was the only year he played, and uh, and then we got married. So we got married in June of our, after our freshman year, and uh, so okay. I went to work. That was where I was going next. So mm-hmm. you got married while you were still in school, so mm-hmm. did you... How many more years did you have left? I mean, was this like in the middle of our college? Freshman, okay. Our freshman okay. year. Uh, I actually quit and went to work in March for okay. Southwestern Bell. Okay. And he finished. And then we got married in June. And then when we went back to, uh, in September, he went back to school half time. And he was working half time. And he got drafted. It was when the lottery came out. You were talking about things you don't even realize you say the lottery but they got rid of the draft and oh, they, the draft. they established okay. the lottery okay and they printed in the newspaper uh the birth dates your birth date had a number assigned to it and, and oh. you knew if your birth date was a certain that, that you had a number and oh, wow. you were going to get a, a call and you had to be a full-time student uh to not get called okay. and since he was half going to school half time and working half time he got his uh, draft notice okay and he and his brother my brother had already been in the marine corps okay so rather than go to the army i didn't open the draft notice i went down to the marine corps recruiter and said can you swear me in he said as long as you haven't opened that envelope we can get you in the marine corps oh but at the time the marines were 21 months because you got a three-month school deferment if you'd gone to Army, it would have been 24 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back during Vietnam, three months could very well make a big difference. Be the difference. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's... Just another stage of life. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. But so, when I got out, they paid for me to continue the education. Oh. So I graduated from OCU. Oh, wonderful. Oh. Well, that yeah. worked out really well. Yeah. It was. I mean, when you look back, you think, I mean, it was a terrible time mm. for him to, because we'd been married a, a year right. when mm-hmm. he had to leave. Mm-hmm. And and you know you just go through all of that stuff and and they're gone and 
and you're trying to figure out what's going to happen yeah. next. And mm-hmm. uh, he was supposed to go to the the Philip or Iwakuni, Japan. Japan, yeah. And uh, and they they told him that he had to have another physical, and something was wrong with his back. And and they said he could come out or stay in. And he said, well, get me out. But mm-hmm. he was in long enough that he got all of his benefits. That's great. And mm-hmm. uh, we were able to get it house mm. with a VA loan so mm. everything when like I said at the time it's really really yeah, tough pretty volatile but, there, yeah. but when it was God over, has taught me it was go. like this this was helpful so you had long distance dating and then you had long distance uh, marriage mm-hmm. uh, and you come home and then I'm guessing that's when kids God uh, blessed you guys with kids so what's the let's kind of talk about your family just a little bit real briefly here so how many kids Grandkids, great grandkids, has God blessed you guys with? <laughs> well, we have two kids. Oh, I know the number. <laughs> we have Melissa and Stefan, and uh, they're adults. Yep. Uh, and um, we have six grandkids, and we have three grandkids, three great grandkids. That's awesome. Uh, our grandkids raise, range from 29 to two weeks. Oh, yeah, you just recently uh-huh. had the new one. That's yeah. awesome. Our daughter has, uh, her sons are 29 and 27, and our son's kids are 11, 7, 2, and 2 weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our grandson, our oldest grandson, has three kids. Oh, my so, goodness. So uh, it's been good. What a surreal, like I I kind of <laughs> at the stage of my life on that I'm in, I'm, I'm kind of, I look back and I go, I could not have written story for me and I, I just imagine just where you all are at kind of have those same kind of moments where you're just like wow look Absolutely. what look what God has done mm-hmm. uh, what a what a good gift let's talk a little bit we're we're doing really good on time here and this will this will kind of help us especially for those who are going to go to the marriage conference this weekend and just thinking about their own relationship with their spouse and uh, I think one of the most valuable things within the church obviously is we are putting a lot of emphasis on the gospel and our need for Jesus every single day, but the good gifts of other people that God gives us. And I, I think, Bob, you even mentioned this earlier about people mentoring you all. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a good gift of the church is to have people mm-hmm. uh, by our side and to help us. And so maybe through this podcast, you guys can mentor some folks who are, who are going to be listening. So um, what, uh, I don't know what specific challenges, I know you kind of already addressed some of those already in your, in your story. What kind of challenges did you guys, uh, face, uh, along the way in your marriage or, uh, or, or maybe some valuable lessons, uh, that you guys have learned in your, in your marriage? Well, I, <clears throat> excuse me. You're good. I think in a lot of marriages, uh, how you were raised. Yeah. Comes into mm-hmm. how you see your relationship. Yeah, for sure. Gayla was raised by a strict family, a dad and a mom mm-hmm. that were very direct, very mm-hmm. verbal. Yeah. I was raised, my dad died when I was 14. Okay. So I was raised by a mom mm-hmm. that had already raised two, three kids besides me. I was the baby of the family. So she just kind of let us do our thing. Mm-hmm. So when you bring that type of relationships together mm, yeah. they're just totally different mm-hmm. from how you view how husband and wife should yeah. interact with each other yeah so I sure. think a lot of the baggage as I'll call it gets brought into a marriage and you have to work through that mm-hmm. you don't want it to look like her family you don't want it to look like your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what you do is you make it look like God's family 
Yeah. You try to bring that into a marriage so that everything is a reflection of a God-centered relationship. Right. Mm. And you don't that's go good. wrong that way. That's that's so that's good. Really good. Gayla, would you add anything to that? No, I think that's good. I, th- I think one thing I would say, too, is, uh, Gayla, you said this earlier, or maybe, Bob, you said this, where y'all just had moments, <laughs> seasons in your marriage where you just had to sit on the couch and mm-hmm. say, what are we going to do to to make it through this? Like, what do we... And I I think one of the things as I, I grow older and by the grace of God mature a little bit, becoming less shocked and surprised by tension mm-hmm. and struggle, whether it's in your marriage relationship, your relationship with your kids, friendships, whatever, that, you know... We are, we are all broken people, you know, leaning wholeheartedly on the grace of God. And so why should we be so surprised and shocked when things go wrong? And so talk a little bit through how you all navigated the really hard things. Like what, did, what, what got you to the point where you were able to get to the couch and say, what do we got to do? Like what, what is it that kind of got you to those moments where you're willing to have those hard conversations raising kids was probably the beginning we didn't I don't think we realized how different we were mm-hmm. until we started raising kids yeah for sure um, and I was kind of a I, I was a screamer holler yeller because that's what my parents did sure mm-hmm. and he was a make a joke out of everything <laughs> so it was kind of like that was a great blend wasn't it uh, no <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it was not good, um, and so that was probably the the biggest difference we saw, and it was early on, mm. and um, so sitting down and saying, "Okay, I'm not right, you're not right either." Mm-hmm. So, how are we gonna do it right? Mm-hmm. And um, and realizing that being, I think being Christ followers means that it's who you are from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to fix the inside first. Yeah. And uh, just, it's a humbling experience. Yeah, for sure. And this is a prideful world. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and we're very disobedient and we're very full of pride. Yeah. We want it our way. And so, him sitting down and saying, What do we need to do to make it work? Uh, kind of brought me down. Hmm a little bit from where I thought I was supposed to be. And yeah. and if he was willing, then I needed to be willing. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was never a choice of leaving. There were several times when I'd get angry and I'd want to leave because he was always better at handling stuff than I was. And I can remember one specific time him saying, uh, where do you want to go? And I'd say, I don't know. He'd say, well, tell me where you want to go and I'll take you. And, you know, and I'm mad at him already. And uh, he says, tell me where you want to go, and I'll take you. And I said, what? And he said, well, I'm not going to let you drive our car out there whenever you're mad. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've seen the context of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. when, when you were like, I've had enough of Bobby. Uh-huh. I need yeah. out of here. I needed to go. He was like, okay, I'll help you. He, like, he instead of letting you walk out the door. He would take me, but I needed to tell him where I wanted to go because he wasn't going to let me just leave. Wow. Uh, but but I think we both knew we weren't gonna we weren't gonna quit. Yeah. Uh, but I have learned over the years that 
I'm not my husband's Holy Spirit. Oh, that's, that's good. And he's not my mm-hmm. Savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think a lot of times when we get married, we think everything's going to be better because of that other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we work so hard at fixing the other person or fixing the circumstances or our kids and all that. And nothing takes the place of, uh, of just you mm-hmm. having a walk that uh, yeah. that's your personal walk and and I can't give him my faith mm-hmm. uh, and I can't um, I can't depend on him to fix all my yeah. my problems so that was a lesson that I've learned and in the mid 40s our kids started leaving and it was just the two of us we mm-hmm. we had to figure some of those things out interesting mm-hmm. well it, it's really good to hear you guys talk through that and think through those things and to be vulnerable and transparent to share with us Mm -hmm. that you know what everyone's got their tensions and struggles and I even think about you know it's these tensions and struggles just aren't in relation to marriage like they touch everything Mm -hmm. and at the core of it what the Lord enabled you guys to do is to humble yourself and uh, to to be willing to say I'm sorry or what do we got to do to make this work like that's that's the kind of attitude we got to have to work through the tensions that we find ourselves in um really really helpful good conversation maybe as a as a wrap-up just a a brief uh synopsis as we kind of wrap up this like if you were to if there were some young couples sitting here and you've, you've done a lot of this already so but if there were some young couples sitting in the room what uh what piece of advice encouragement do you feel like that you would you would give them as we wrap up this I know that can kind of be an overwhelming question there's so many things you could share and you've shared so many already but just to kind of put a bow on this conversation what what would you want um, a younger Bobby and Gayla Bynum to know that maybe you could share with those who are listening Jaron something I heard not too long ago and it's something we all know is your horizontal relationships with your wife, Mm -hmm. your family, people around you, a direct relationship with your vertical relationship Mm -hmm. with God. If you don't have that vertical relationship, Mm. your horizontals are going to be messed up. That's Mm. that's, That's really good. That is really good. Well, I I think we'll wrap up with that because I I think as you're listening to this podcast, um, maybe what you need to do as we wrap this up, uh, you may be consumed with the tensions in your life and other people who are at the root of those tensions. And maybe maybe what we need to do after this podcast is to pray and ask God to open our eyes to see where we have gone wrong and to, uh, to see where we are not trusting his promises like we ought to. And uh, let that be the first step before we think about how to put the fires out in our life is, is let God do a work in us. So that's a, that's a great way to, to wrap up this conversation. Guys, thank y'all so much thank for you. your you. honesty you and transparency. So, so helpful. Love you guys. Uh, Kennedy, won't you wrap us up word of prayer yeah. and we'll, we'll be done. Yeah. Lord, we thank you so much just for who you are and, um, just your grace that's on display for us each and every day, God. Um, 
as we go through this week, especially um, with Valentine's Day and all that that entails, Lord, I just pray that you remind us of your love and that your love is the ultimate example, God. And so I just pray um, that we would focus on our relationship with you, God. Um, I pray that as we head into the marriage conference that um, you would just bring couples to Emmaus that don't know you, Lord, um, so that way they're able to see you through this conference, but also our members, Lord, that they would be encouraged in their marriage, but also in their personal relationship with you. God, we're just so thankful for all the work that you've done in the Bynums and just even the influence that they've been in my life and in Jaren's life. Lord, we just thank you for how you use them each and every day. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Love you, Mayus. See you next time.